This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Greg Adam joins me. Very good morning to you. Um, So vaccine uh, announced yesterday and all the rest of it. Start of the long march back, according to the Chancellor. I suspect it'll be a very long queue, won't it? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously a hugely important move, the idea that we can start vaccinating the most vulnerable in our society. That will, uh, it, It's going to be some time before we, the, the vast majority of us are able to get access to the vaccine. But by, by targeting the most vulnerable in society, obviously, that means that the healthcare system can hopefully st- become less overwhelmed when we are seeing surges, which we are likely to do in the early part of next year. And that obviously affects uh, lockdowns and the severity of restrictions, etc. So... I think the fact that we are getting to this point is is a massive positive. Um, the US and the EU are likely to follow in the next couple of weeks as well. So hopefully we can start to see some good results. We're expecting, obviously, Moderna, you imagine, would uh, we'll, we'll see an approval as well, given that the technology that they use with the uh, mRNA vaccine is is extremely similar to Pfizer. And then hopefully AstraZeneca won't be too far behind. So, yeah, it's, it's good news. Uh, and it's been a series of good news weeks uh, as far as uh, these vaccines are concerned. Add the U.S. stimulus talks that the plan there, which has been on, which has been being discussed for months, it seems now, um, it does look as though the two sides are getting slightly closer together. What's your reading of that? Of that? So it, it, I think I think both sides are being forced to get uh, come closer together. Yesterday we heard from the House Majority Leader, who uh, who, who suggested that something could be done. Uh, by the end of this week, going into next week, um, effectively setting a deadline for the 11th of December, which coincides with the the debt ceiling being uh, reached again in the US. So the the two sides have to uh, agree uh, a new funding bill uh, for government to stay open. Otherwise, we're going to see partial shutdowns again, which isn't entirely rare. But I think both sides will want to get that over the line this time, especially given that the date is so close to Christmas. So the idea is that we could potentially see a kind of tie over stimulus bill alongside uh, any uh, government funding to seal through Christmas, to seal through to the new administration in January, at which point more more significant talks can begin. That's not ideal, don't get me wrong, but if it means that we avert a government shutdown, that we see people and businesses and households uh, get tied over for the next couple of months, then I think that's probably the best option that we uh, have at this moment in time, because ultimately there's still a massive bridge, but there's still a massive divide between what yeah. Nancy Pelosi and the House wants of $2.4 trillion stimulus plan and what Mitch McConnell, uh, the Republican in the Senate wants, which is closer to 500 billion. That's still a massive gulf and it doesn't seem that they've come any closer themselves. There has been a bipartisan bill put forward. Uh, we ever just just shy of a trillion dollars, but it doesn't seem that that's getting massive support from the Republican side uh, in particular at this point. Okay, uh, and um, if, if we get some decent figures out of, I mean, oh, not how do you describe these things? Not as bad as terrible figures from the US jobless non-farm payrolls um, tomorrow, then I suspect people will go into the weekend relatively happy, including the markets. Yeah, well, it's it's hard to say because it's almost it's almost one of those situations right now, and, and you, we've talked uh, we 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 this has been talked about so much over the years that we get sometimes get to a point where bad news is good news and good news can be bad news, and what we mean by that typically previously in the markets it's been if the data gets so bad you know you're going to get more stimulus from the Federal Reserve you know they're going to start buying more bonds or they may cut interest rates further and the markets have therefore almost welcomed the bad news because it, it it gives that a kick forward, uh, and what we've seen from the last jobs report is the last jobs report was actually quite good and what and then Mitch McConnell from the Republican side
side came out afterwards and said, see, maybe we don't really need uh, that much stimulus uh, after all. So it was almost kind of taken as a negative. So in, in a weird way, a strong jobs report may actually uh, prolong the pain of stimulus talks. So it's almost it could almost be this kind of inverse situation once again, whereas if we get a bad jobs report, maybe it is going to be the kind of kick that all sides need to come to an agreement to see the US through the next couple of months because a lot of the the kind of paycheck support, etc., runs out at the end of the year. So time really is fast running out. The Prime Minister has been told to save jobs in retail. Um, you know, at the, at the risk of sounding cold and calculating about this, yes, of course. Um, but some of those retail jobs were probably going to go in any case. I mean, it was certainly accelerated by the pandemic. But a lot of those retail jobs <clears throat> were in, in, in shops and, and retail groups that actually had not kept pace with the times. Um, am I being too cynical to be drawing a parallel between perhaps the miners and British Steel about this, you know, failing industries that had l billions of pounds pumped into them for no use? I think I think the, the difficulty with something like this is the scale of jobs that are to be lost in a short period of time. Yes, we want our um, our high street to be efficient. Yes, we want them to be keeping up with the times and we want owners who are going to be adapting so that we're not in this situation. And we've talked about the high street for years now about how the fact that it's in a vulnerable position because there's still so many places which just haven't kept up with the times and which are struggling as a result. And we're seeing these little bailouts and we're seeing renegotiation of rents, etc. in order to try and tie them over in the pan pandemic seemed to have been a massive straw that's broken the camel's back uh, for so many at this point. Um, you can see the argument for just saying, well, do you know what? These are businesses that aren't worth saving anymore. But given the times that we're living in, employment still has to be prioritised to a certain extent. So I think the best thing that almost government can do right now is try and find some responsible owners uh, for many of these companies so that at least a large number of them uh, and large amount of employment can be saved. And maybe then there's still hope for a number of these firms because a lot of them are still massive names. So you have to think that Yes, they've been badly run for so many years, but you've got to think that there's still a lot, there's still a, f a future that to potentially be had there if they are run by the right, uh, if they're run by the right types of people and the right types of companies. Uh, and there is still a position for the high street. The high street is still going to be important. It just needs to transition. Uh, and again, under the right leadership, that can still happen. So I don't think it's a case of that we need to bail on these stores and we need to just cut loose and say that these were going to fail anyway. Um, I. I Given the amount of jobs that are on the line, I think that something has to be done at least to try and save some of the ones that still have a chance. Chief EU negotiator Michel Barnier has been told to get tough on the on the uh, on the on the trade talks and Brexit talks and and, and all the rest of it. Um, he's been told to get tough by France, by Holland, and and also by Denmark. Um, and yet, you know, there's a mixed picture, isn't there, about what the EU various other countries are feeling about our exit from uh, from 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 the from the uh, from the block um do, do you feel as though this is just you know another headline really and, and a bit more noise and, and not, not a lot of news i do i do think that this is some uh, to some extent headline i do think it is also to some extent um a little bit of brinkmanship uh, uh piling that last bit of pressure on into the final negotiations um but the markets would suggest that there is a little bit of nerves creeping in and, and, and it's been incredible that 
up until now, there has been no nerves creeping into these markets. They've been remarkably uh, relaxed uh, about the whole situation. But yesterday, we did see the pound pulling back uh, a little bit, suggesting that there is some nerves creeping in, although it has since rebounded. So maybe the, there's not too many um, at this point. But I, I do think that the commentary we're seeing is, is, is a little bit maybe should be taken a little bit more seriously. I, I still can't envisage a situation where these talks collapse over fishing and uh, and level playing field and the kind of enforcement mechanism, not because the, the especially the enforcement mechanism side of things, for example, isn't important, but because the idea that the sides can't come to an agreement on this, given everything that's happened in the last four and a half years, given the fact that we're in the midst of a pandemic, the idea that they can be so inept that anyone can turn around in these talks and say, well, no deal is the better option here, um, I, 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 find, I find to be quite ridiculous. So... I'm still confident. I still have faith, I guess, uh, in them in to get this over the line. And that may, that may be naive. Uh, we'll see in about, what, four weeks' time. Uh, but uh, I do think we started to see nerves creeping in yesterday. So if we see more of this over the course of the next week, we are running out of time. I mean, it is... October was the deadline, mid-November was the deadline, it's now early December, we are running out of time. Nerves are going to start creeping in if we start to see more of this rhetoric and we start to see more preparations. Craig Adam, thank you very much indeed. This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Uh-huh. 